You're listening to the Checklist Legal Podcast, digital thinking for lawyers. Hello and welcome to Checklist Legal. I'm Verity White, corporate lawyer and blogger behind the checklistlegal.com blog, podcast and ebook designed to help lawyers and legal professionals create contracts that clients love, design innovative tools to increase access to justice, develop new skills as a T-shaped professional, and supercharge personal and professional productivity. That is a lot of peace. Welcome to episode three of the Checklist Legal podcast, Be a Lazy Lawyer. Our mindset today is keep a lookout for minions. Uh, we're going to have a look at how to be a lazy lawyer today and that sounds counterintuitive right if we're trying to be more productive shouldn't we all be working harder we are going to discover why minion isn't a dirty word we're going to consider the different types of minions that are available to you at any given time we're going to develop tactics for approaching minion minions and we're going to come up with productive solutions for if you have no minions so how many hours do you have in your day People often quote that we all have the same number of hours in the day as Beyonce or Barack Obama, Richard Branson and every other celebrity. I'm not sure about you, but I don't always find this super motivating when they're all extremely rich and I'm trying to cut down on buying coffee when I'm out to save cash for a house deposit. But break this concept down past the money, fame and all of the talent. And I think the key reason why Beyonce and other celebrities can get so much done is that they're extremely good at outsourcing. Whether you want to call it delegation, subcontracting, automation, or reallocation, all these terms really mean someone else or something else is doing the work. So who can you get to do your work so you can increase your productivity? Why? Minions, of course. Don't take this the wrong way, but minions come in all shapes and sizes and seniority levels. And after this and the next episode, when you learn to delegate like Beyonce, you will start to see minions pop up everywhere who can help you and your contracts explode with productivity. The term minion has come to have an insulting or derogatory meaning today. From the depiction of minion henchmen as real but stupid people or minions as quirky, yellow, lovable aliens. If you get called a minion, it's unlikely you'd be happy about it. But this wasn't always the case. The word minion comes from the French term mignon. Back in the French day, the term minion meant darling. It was used to describe a person who the king or queen particularly liked. A minion was an important person's favorite follower. Then the term mignon changed to express something as dainty or delicate. You might be familiar with the filet mignon cut of meat. Only later did the term change to mean something more offensive or insulting. Why am I discussing linguistics though? I don't want you to think I'm being harsh when I say to look out for minions. It isn't intended to be a put down or an insult to inexperienced junior level workers. It's just a fact of life that some people are really well placed to help you with routine and repetitive tasks. Some people should be your minions and they should do your reasonable but never evil bidding. Find the right minion for the job and you are well on your way to productivity gains for yourself and your firm. You can even have those senior to you unwittingly become a minion when you start delegating like Beyonce. But what kind of minions should you be looking out for? Well, I'm glad you asked because there's several different types. There are 1. Minion minions 2. 
robot minions. Three, contract owner minions. Four, other party minions. Let's start with minion minions. Minions might be a work experience person, a paralegal, an assistant, a junior lawyer, a student keen to learn, or sometimes a person you manage. Finding minions is very valuable, not just for you, but often for the minion also. Minions are generally very happy to help out. This is especially the case when you explain how useful the task is for the greater good and how they can learn about exciting new things happening in their area of interest. There are big benefits for the minion also. For a minion, the opportunity to help with your admin might be exciting. Working on larger matters or with different people is a way for minions to reduce their own admin or drudgery. The opportunity to add a new feather to their skill set can also be enticing. When I started out as a paralegal, I needed to take care of paper filing systems. This meant scanning in stacks of contracts, reading them and working out what they were about, creating a little paper file tab and entering them into the spreadsheet, which was our electronic filing system at the time, and then physically filing them away. I was a minion and I was happy to be one. Sure, it was an amazingly exciting task, but it gave me an excellent overview of the business, of new and different types of contracts, and my time as a minion convinced me that paper was dead. It inspired me to innovate and pushed me to find ways to get things done more productively. And here we are. So the moral here is don't feel bad about delegating tasks. Sometimes minions might be interested in doing that task. Sometimes they might just need to do it because it's their job. If you're nice about asking, give full information on how to do the task well and let them know you're open to their input on how to optimize the task, there's nothing wrong with delegating work to friendly minions. Keep your eyes out for minions. If someone offers to help, let them and follow them up on it. Find them something to do. Even tasks such as basic knowledge management work can be super valuable for you later on. Let's have a look at robot minions. Robot minions aren't actual humanoid robots with arms and robo wheels, unless you've got one, which would be cool and I would like to borrow it. When I talk about using robot minions, I mean automated and digital tools. High-tech legal tools and software are amazing, but they do require big budgets and lots of time. When I speak about robot minions in this podcast, I'll be referring to some basic robot minions that you can easily create and manage. The automated workflow is one of my favorite robot minions. Simple examples of automated workflows include automatic email responses, electronic signature platform templates, low-code document assembly, and integrators. Let's run through a few of what those are now. So automated email responses are really basic and easy. You can get your email working harder for you to point in the direction of your frequently asked questions or other resources that you've already built. This works excellently. This works excellently for team mailboxes, so legal at smallcorporate.com, and allows you to inject personality into the legal team rather than a boring, canned response. You can see an example of an automated uh, email response in the show notes. Electronic signature platform templates are another favorite robot minion. Most e-signature platforms have a template feature which allow you to set up a standard structure to guide a document through. These automated workflows allow you to set up a document you use often and then easily apply the same fields and signature tabs again and again to different documents. Low-code document assembly. There are two trial documents I've created to build out automated letters and you can try them too. 
One of them is to ask politely to get out of an infringement where you have a good driving record. And another one is to build a letter to ask your employer to confirm certain pay and entitlements before you escalate the matter to the Fair Work Ombudsman. Check out the show note links for examples of these automated letter builders. Low-code integrators are super helpful to help make your personal life more productive. If this, then that, Zapier and Microsoft Flows are some of many applications which automatically do something if something else happens. So for contract purposes, these alerts could let you know when a form survey is complete or tell you a document was added to a certain folder or link up two separate applications. There's lots of playing and fiddling to find new ways to connect applications usefully so that your human effort and error is taken out. Let's have a look at contract owner minions. The contract owner minion is the person who's asking you to create or help with the contract. They are the perfect minion. They are often a salesperson, a manager, a HR person. They have the most skin in the game and are the most keen to get a contract finalized fast. This means you can harness the contract owner's keenness into contract admin action. The person who asks you for the contract is generally the one who wants to get it signed the most. It's their commission or their new hire or their supply agreement. So they have the urgency to get the contract document completed and they have the information that you need in the contract anyway. Depending on how senior they are and the information they have, you can push certain admin tasks to the contract owner for them to complete. It's very efficient. So instead of you getting this information in dribs and drabs via email, make it clear what information must be provided when and where you need it. At a very basic level, this means you could provide the HR officer with a lockdown template document with form fields for them to fill out. When you start exploring digital document creation via DocuSign or other electronic signature platforms with automated workflows, you can assign certain parts of the contract document for others to fill out. Each person automatically receives an email with a link to the document, fills out what they need and approves for the next person in the line. Then you just check over their work at the end with the power to reject or pause for questions if there are any issues. These low-code, simple solutions keep your template documents secure at the same time as pushing low-value work out to those most keen to complete it. Then there is the customer or supplier or other party minion. Getting customers or suppliers to enter their own information into documents could be somewhat controversial depending on how you want to structure your customer's experience. We're all getting used to entering information or form filling online. So it's not that big of an ask to get someone to fill in their own details. It often saves you time of having to do it and they do do it quicker than what you probably could anyway. But I can understand if you want to keep customers away from doing admin. All right, we're at the last stop. What if you have no minions? If you can't find a minion and you don't like doing the task and you're not adding value, what do you do? If you've seen the movie The Princess Bride, you might remember the scenes that take place in The Pit of Despair. The hero character Wesley is captured by villains who restrain him onto a table and place metal suction caps onto each of his temples. Then a machine, creatively called the machine, proceeds to suck the life out of Wesley. When you are doing work that you don't like and you aren't adding value, it can feel like the life is getting sucked out of you. You become frustrated, bored, and irritated. Perhaps it's a bit melodramatic, but it can feel like you are in the pit of despair. 
If you dislike contract related tasks and you aren't adding much value, it is the pits. So what do we do when we're in the contractual pit of despair? Checklist Legal Podcast aims to help you come up with lots of different tactics to help guide you through different steps to get you out of that pit of despair that can be caused by contract task drudgery. Here's a few guidelines on what to do. Step one, consider whether you're being active or creative enough in looking for and finding robot minions, contract owner minions, customer minions, or run-of-the-mill minions to do that task. Have a listen to this podcast again and, and really think about what minions you can find. Step two, maybe you haven't made that contract task fully productive yet. Check out the links in the show notes and listen to the episodes on triple O productivity to help make your contract document and contract process more productive. Step three, discuss the task with others in your team and people who use the contract and see if anyone has tackled something similar. I'd love to help try. I'd love to try and help you get out of that pit of despair. So tweet me at Checklist Legal and I'll see if I can help. If you still really must do that terrible task, there are two productive steps you can still take. Step one, make it as fun as possible. And step two, traffic your metrics. Make it fun. Put some good music on whilst you do that task. Get a massage when it's finished. Have a nice cup of tea whilst you're doing it. Fix the font. Whatever you could do to make it less annoying, do it. There's some really interesting research on temptation bundling by Catherine Milkman which shows you're more likely to do an undesirable task, such as exercise, when you bundle it with something you perceive as fun, listening to a good audiobook. So think of what you could temptation bundle with to make your contract tasks more pleasurable. Maybe you could get a pedicure whilst you're doing some contract management admin. You could batch respond to overdue work emails while sipping a latte at your favorite cafe. Or just put on your favorite music playlist at work and complete that contract admin. The other way to make those boring tasks more productive is to track your metrics. Make it a challenge to finish that task as quickly as possible each time. Time yourself, track your progress, get better at finishing it quickly, map out the exact steps you take to get that task done accurately and fast then you're ready to start training someone up as a minion or research potential robot minions. By tracking and measuring, you might start to notice ways to systematize that painful task. Then when a minion appears, you'll be ready. Okay, we covered a lot of ground in this episode and all the links I've mentioned will be in the show notes or head to checklistlegal.com forward slash podcast and head to episode three, be a lazy lawyer and you can click and experiment away. Thanks so much for listening. I really look forward to talking with you again soon when we put the minions together and we go through the systematized approach to delegation when we learn how to delegate like Beyonce. Next time on the Checklist Legal Podcast. I'm Brody White. Talk soon. Bye for now.